Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to USA Global TV and radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, and our show today is the Mallorca Connection. And joining us is my Mallorca Connection, and he's actually not in Mallorca right now, but he'll tell us more about that. Let us welcome my co-star, co-host, expert presenter on Talking Heads, elevated listener on our certified elevated listening team, and the host and moderator of his own show, for men, by men, about men, wild at heart, bonfire talks. Welcome, Roland Friedel. Hello, Dr. Checklin. Hi, Roland. Nice to see you. Where in the world are you joining us from today? I am in in the woods, standing with my motorhome, actually, in more or less in the, in, in the woods, uh, close to a beautiful forest uh, in the north part of Austria. Um, I guess it's just a, a stone, a, st- a stone trap. I don't know, 600 meters or uh, I, I guess half a mile from the Czechoslovakian portal. It's fascinating, Roland, because every week, except you had a couple of weeks where you were doing some training and uh, every week you are here and you have Wi-Fi and you are able to connect and work. So tell us a little bit about your whole wireless life philosophy and who is Roland Friedel? Yeah, thank you. Hello, everyone. Where are you joining us? Welcome to the Mallorca Connection. My name is Roland. And as you can hear from my accent, I'm not a Native American, US, or a British English speaker. I'm an Aust- born in Austria, raised in Austria, went to school here. Um, and I spent the, the last years traveling all over the world. I lived in the US, on the West Coast, in Indonesia. And the last 14 years, my home base has been on the beautiful island of Mallorca in Spain, which I left uh, actually three months ago and moved full time in my motor home in my in my RV. And the reason for that is uh, I love to travel. Uh, I love to explore the world and I love to, the combination of traveling and working. So and the best place for me is um, actually the older you get, you know, you you when you travel, you have a lot of stuff with you, you know, your, your MacBook and your, your technical stuff, some clothes and some uh, I don't know, sports, skier, stuff like that. So it's been, when traveling, I always had a lot of stuff with me on the airplane. So I decided, uh, let's do it on my motorhome. Uh, there's more space uh, for traveling. Uh, I can also do my my shows when I have a good Wi-Fi. I can uh, facilitate my workshops to international clients that, that I do every month. So that's why I moved to my motorhome. And uh, I guess it's time to explore more Europe because there are many, many places I still didn't see. So it's... This was the decision. Go into my motorhome, and I always are, uh, yeah, I always loved a wireless uh, lifestyle. My, my 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 quote was always my slogan was always the world is my office, the world is my home. And more people uh, move into, especially here in Europe, but I see the same trend in the U.S. More and more people move into their motorhomes, 
uh, young couples, but also older ones, retired ones, or probably in the 50s, 40s, especially during the pandemic, thinking about, okay, what can I do differently? Is this all in my life? I'm not traveling more. Um, um, yeah, getting getting contact with new cultures, new areas, or new venues, new people, and some of them are still working or have to work. So it's a it's a nice combination. And as I do a lot of coaching and supporting people in the wireless life, I said, okay, let's move also in the motorhome. And because everything I do, everything I deliver, doesn't matter. It's a workshop, it's a lecture, uh, it's a coaching. It's all by practice. So it's not, not theory that I read in a book or so in a video, whatever. I Everything I, I, I recommend is I experience it by myself. That's what I'm doing. Thank you, Roland. So I'm wondering, how are you received as you travel to different places and you get out of this big, beautiful RV? Are people sort of admiring you and saying, oh, I wish I could do that? Or are people like, oh, I could never do that? You've got to be kidding me. What have you been finding? Well, actually, it's interesting, you know, um, especially when you're, but most of the time I stay, in the, I, I stay in the wild because I love to be by myself. I love to be in the nature. But when I meet people, meaning that a park my real one night where other people are too, or are other motorhome or travelers are, it's interesting, you know, there are different communities, those with the smaller, with the camper vans, those with the normal motorhomes, that with the larger motorhomes are, it's a little separation. But uh, when you get out and you and you greet them and you say hello and you're getting connected, and then everything is okay. But in the beginning, it's always a distance between this, these three groups and what I experienced. But I'm a very open-minded person, so um, I love that. And some people, okay, want to come here and, and get into the motorhome, want to see it, or uh, because it's, it's, it's large are referring to the to the European market. I guess it's not so large referring to the, to the US market because in the US everything is much larger. The streets are the streets are the streets are much broader. So it's easier in the US to drive a huge RV, what is quite difficult here in Europe. So it's 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 a good size for European style, but it is not tremendously large for, compared to US style. But for Europe, yes, and some people want to get in and, and see it. Sometimes I can do it, but mostly my 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 baby. Allure, my garden dog uh, doesn't allow it to people to come in, just very protective, <laughs> by the way. No, but uh, what, what really surprising, what, what a funny thing is when people come in uh, and see it, the first question always, every every time is, where is your TV set? It's always the first question, where is your TV set? And like, what do you mean? Yeah, your TV set, because you, normally you have one in the lounge, you have one in the kitchen, you have one in the sleeping room. And I said, I don't have a TV set. And I guess I'm from from the large vans. I guess I'm I'm the only one. The camper vans are differently, but from the large motors, I guess I'm the only one who has no TV set at all. And I always explain to them: I I travel. I, lo I love I love to work. I work a lot. I love to read. I love to learn. And actually, when I'm doing nothing, I have a large window over my bed on the roof. I just watch the stars. So I don't have a TV set. It's funny. <laughs> I don't have one. And Roland, when you tell people that you're a TV host and a TV presenter, what do they say about that without having a TV? Yeah, first of all, I have to explain to them that this is a new style, you know, the, 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 the state of the art TV that we are doing is streaming, yeah, because I think no, the normal TV, it's it's that. I, when I look at my kids, I mean, they're in their 30s, so 32, uh, 29, 25, they don't watch TV at all because it's... They want to watch a movie, whatever one day when they have time, and that when the broadcast station decides it. So uh, it's funny to explain them. As I, know, I never had a TV set in my life. 
I'm not interested in watching TV, but I love to do what I do with USA Global TV because it's not just TV, you know, this is a community, this is a family. It's about caring and sharing, uh, sharing information, caring about each other and connecting uh, interesting people. That's something totally different than this, this many, sometimes very manipulative uh, TV stations. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. That's that's what I've been striving to create here. And I feel that you are a, a huge part of what we're doing here and you have such wonderful mentorship for me and coaching. And I thank you for, for all that you do. You're very welcome. So our topic today is archery and communing with nature. And I saw on one of the social media platforms that you had posted a picture of yourself. And I thought, wow, if we're doing the show together, people would like to know more about that. So tell us about your passion for archery and when it started. <coughs> yes, sorry. Well, actually, <laughs> it's funny. It started a few days ago. You know, when, when you travel in a motorhome, uh, you'll think about what can I do uh, besides working or besides sightseeing or whatever. And as I already mentioned, I love to be in nature. Uh, I love to be in the wilderness. So um, when I left Mallorca, I was thinking about, okay, what can I do during traveling? I was playing, have been playing golf for almost 15 years. I stopped it. I was thinking about bringing my golf back because on Facebook, for example, there's a group here in the German speaking area, uh, motorhome and golf and, and, and different other stuff. So I was thinking about what can I do? Okay, I brought my fitness gear uh, with me because I love to work out as a gym normally. So I do it normally myself. Um, I, I have my yoga mat, so I can practice yoga when I want. Uh, so I brought different stuff. I've, of course, I do a lot of hiking uh, with my dog. And then I'm thinking, okay, I, I want something new, something that combines hiking and being in nature, especially with, together with my dog, being in nature, being outdoor, so reconnect with nature, especially here in this area in the forest, for example. Uh, and also do something uh, not only working out, meaning hiking up and down, hiking up and down, but also finding something that has a kind of yoga approach, meaning doing a proper briefing, being very centered, being very uh, balanced. And this is archery. It's 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 a perfect combination. So I found this and um, yeah, I went to actually to, to very close uh, from here, I guess it's an hour drive more or less. I, I was there a few days ago uh, see, at the biggest archery center in Europe, I found out. And so I rented some equipment, they gave me some instructions, and I tried it out. Actually, not the first time I did a Zen archery uh, years ago, uh, you know, where you look at a target, uh, go away, close your eyes, you visualize your target, and, and then you, you, you shoot more or less blind. Sorry for my English. Uh, so I have had some experience. So I, I went there in in, in this in this uh, this archery center, and it was it felt quite good. So I went already on the first parkour. Uh, parkour means uh, or course in English uh, means that you go in the forest from station to station. There are twenty or forty stations, different different lengths and different um, degrees of, of of difficulty, and you shoot on three D animals. So I started this, and I found oh, it's amazing. It's really really cool. Do this together with my dog. As I said, outdoor, breathing good air, walk up and down. It's quite exhausting. You have to, uh, it's, it's like playing golf. I compare a little bit to golf. People who never played golf said it's not a sport. But when you play it properly, you walk, I don't know, six, seven miles depending on the course. 
you walk, maybe it's hot, it's up and down depending on the course, especially here in the Alps, it's really up and down, it's not flat like like in Florida, for example, it's really up and down, it's exhausting. And then when you do the, your next um, shoot, you really have to focus, you have to come down, you know, your heart is maybe beating because you're walking, maybe it's uh, high humidity or it's hot outside, so you have to come down, come down, center yourself, do proper breathing exercise, focus yourself between yourself, for example, the goal of the ball and the hole you're targeting, and then you do your a proper swing. And the same is with archery. You walk up and down, get really exhausted, stand there, focus on the target, control your briefing. It's all about control of attention. Control your briefing, bringing down because otherwise, when you're exhausted, uh, when you're exhausted or very excited, yeah, you can you 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 have no chance uh, to hit to hit the, the target. So you have to center, breathe, focus. Don't think of anything, and then focus on the target. And then do the the technique, and, and that's I love the combination. I, I love really the combination. Roland, thank you for sharing that. How do you keep your dog safe when you're actually shooting at the target? Is your dog right there by your side, or? Absolutely. I mean, she she learns so fast. She, she's she's running with me without any leash, because this breed she's a guarding dog. She she's guarding. Uh, is a, she's a large breed. She's a guarding dog meaning she's guarding cattle, you know, uh, goats or sheep. So normally this breed from, 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 from puppy age, they live together with the sheep. The other sheep are their family, their brothers and the sisters. They raise up with them and they protect them against wolves or bears or, or, or human beings. So she's used to animals, she's, meaning she's not hunting. She's running around in the forest. She's not hunting a deer or a rabbit, anything. She's not, she's not doing that. Even not chasing for it. That's good. So she's on my side without any leash. It's not Actually, it's not, it's not allowed here. It's, for, it's forbidden. But she's running without any leash on my side, always behind me. Sometimes when I stop uh, to focus on the target, she overtakes me, and then I call her back. I say, no, Aloha, go back, because otherwise I shoot her and kill her, because the, the arrows are really dangerous. No, she learned it. In, in, in two days, she, she got it. She knows exactly she has to be behind me, wait or sit down or lie down until we, we go ahead. She learned it very quickly. That's fantastic. If only we could learn more so uh, as humans. Tell us a little bit, why I have you on Spotlight, about that connection that you have while you're there with the nature, in nature. Well, you, you know, Jekyll, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of nature. I'm a, I, I, I spent my first 20 years or 18 years um, always in a, in a town with my parents, except on the weekends or, or on holiday, I could go out to my grandparents. Both my grandparents lived in the countryside. I always enjoyed the countryside. Doesn't matter if it's 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 a forest, it's a lake, it's a river, or it's the seaside. Doesn't matter. I love countryside uh, because I feel I can feel the energy. The, the air is much better. Better. Uh, I can I can better breathing. I my heart opens up, uh, and I think it's so so important that we reconnect with Mother Nature. And, and most of many many people. Uh, lost this this connection to Mother Nature. They are so, I don't know, they are so busy, hustle, 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 busy, busy, a lot of stress, no resilience. And for me, it's 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 so, so important. I don't know, I, I cannot tell you. I mean, I love to go to cities. Before Backstage, we talk, we're talking about New York City. I love New York City or other cities, but after five days, I'm so exhausted. It's energy sucking. Yeah. And nature, it's, it's, a, it's, it, it's, it's receiving from energy. 
I just love it, and 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 actually, it's it's, get, it's getting hard and harder to find really places where you don't meet any people, where there are no buildings, where there's no traffic, where there is no rush. And what I really enjoy in nature, besides being by myself, is the air. And there's no pollution, so there's no industry, there's no smoke, and no bad smelling. And what I absolutely enjoy in the night. There is no light pollution. I guess we, we are suffering. Most people are suffering. They have a lot of stress. They don't come down in the night. They don't get good rest because we have a lot of light, especially when you live in a city. You, we have a, a lot of light pollution, meaning lights is on everywhere. But when you fly on a plane or when you look from satellite pictures, you look on the earth in the night, you see all this, you see this light until in, in, in different hemispheres. So uh, I love the nature. There's no light pollution. It's really dark outside, and you can see the stars and the Milky Way, whatever, very, very clearly. That's what I love in nature. It's difficult to explain. Uh, actually, you really have to experience it. I always say, when people ask me, how is it in nature? I always say, it's as difficult for me explaining a little child that never had an ice cream before how it tastes vanilla ice cream. You have to try it. You have to try it. <laughs> Well, when you were speaking, I was thinking to times when I've been to New York, and of course I lived in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for a long time, and there is something about the city that it's invigorating and then it's exhausting. And I remember even going to New York, how it always feel like I had grime all over me. Like you just feel like there's like a layer of pollution or something on you and when you're yeah. in nature you just feel so clean and uplifted i know for me i'm looking out at this beautiful view over the bay watching the birds and uh it's much more enjoyable than looking at a bunch of brick buildings for example absolutely I'm, 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 when, you, when you mentioned it i had a shower before the show and i was sweating because it was very hot today but it's not it's when you shower yourself or you or to clean your hands or your face it's not that gray and dirty because you don't have distrust from the city. Yeah, absolutely. And also you're closer differently. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Of yeah. clothes, I know that today you have on a special t-shirt. Would you like to show it to our audience? Well, I can show you. I'm going to get up a little bit. Uh, that gives me a chance to close to close my, my, my window on top because it's heavily raining. Actually, this is a, a friend of mine is manufacturing them. He does a lot of t-shirts with tribal motifs, animal, stuff like that in a tattoo style. And I support him because, you know, he's, he's a young a single entrepreneur and I have some hoodies and, and stuff like that from him and t-shirts. I love this, this kind of style when I'm privately, not in business, of course, but privately, yes. Absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. And I do want to show some of the photographs that you sent over. So tell us what we're looking at now. Uh, actually, this was me at, uh, yeah, in, in the forest. Uh, this is actually my, my archery equipment. It's my bow on, 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 in my hand. It's, it's my arrows in the arrow, how do you say, arrow quiver? Arrow quiver, yeah. And that's all you need. You need a bow, arrows, arrow quiver, and then you have clothes, a leather clothes for your right hand. When you're right hand, you need arrow clothes for, for your fingers, to protect your fingers. And then I have a bracer for my left hand, because when you, when you shoot, that you don't hurt yourself. Mm. And, actually, and actually, that's all the equipment you need. Some water, and that's all you need. Good clothes, good shoes, good shoes, that's all. Yeah, that's my equipment. Now, how about this one? When I first saw it, I did a double take. Oh, this is, uh, was a nice target. 
actually, on this uh, on on this uh, venue, I, I went. They have three different courses. So they have a course with, with African animals like crocodiles, uh, like uh, antelopes and stuff like that. So you shoot on on, on these three D animals. And then they have a more European course where you shoot on on deers, wolves, bears, stuff like that. And then you have um, like a Jurassic Park with with dinosaurs. You shoot on stuff like that. Uh, these are three D animals. Uh, there's I don't know what's the material exactly. It's a special material. So you shoot on them. Um, you have different. You have larger ones. You have smaller size ones. They're in, in the air. They're down, and you shoot on them. And it's quite easy to get the arrow out of them. And in the back, you have a wall. So when you don't hit, uh, when you don't hit the uh, the animal, probably it's then then you can get the, the then the the area ends the arrow ends up in this wall. It's uh, otherwise it's difficult to find them in in the forest that, because if you if you're really beginning it, you you didn't you don't you don't hit neither the animal nor the wall, then you lose money because the arrows are quite expensive. <laughs> it's it like playing golf, you know. Like golf, yes, yeah. exactly. So tell us about your beautiful dog there. Actually, this is Alora, uh, my little girl. She is now 15 months old, and I I rescued or I or my, my girlfriend and I we rescued her from a shelter in Italy, actually in Arezzo in the Tuscan area. And the reason for that, why we got them, uh, you know, I always had rodents in Ridgebacks. Uh, you get older and older. Unfortunately, oh, my network is gone. We're still here. So he, he passed away in February. Um, my Ridgeback boy passed away in February, and I was looking for another Ridgeback puppy. And uh, I, I, I wasn't successful to get a Ridgeback puppy. So I was frustrated, very frustrated, and because I had a deal with her, with with a breeder, she said yes, you can have a puppet, and she said no, then she said yes, and she said, no, she was an emotional up and down, and I'm I'm absolutely into animals. It was really emotional for me, and I was very, um, yeah, disappointed, sad, upset a little bit, and so I was googling actually uh, last year on my trip in Poland in my motorhome, and I don't know. Was it on Facebook or any website? I found her. She was a, 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 a small puppy. And so I called the organization who rescued them uh, from the streets in Italy. And then I picked her up. Um, so since August last year, she's traveling with me. And um, sorry for that. But I always said that she, she, in the beginning, she was really an Italian bitch. Absolutely. Yeah. She was my first girl. I always had boys. <laughs> she was, in the beginning, she was a real Italian bitch. But the reason for that is was, you know, when you when you rescue a dog, you never know the history of what happened to this dog. So in the beginning, she was very shy. Um, yeah, really shy. She, she had a lot of a lot of anxieties. And uh, but you know, when you when you build up trust and, and you give her time slowly, slowly. And now she's an amazing dog. She's guarding very, very well. She's protecting me. Uh, she runs with me without the leash. Uh, she always follows me. I can call her. She's not hunting, even not chasing animals. She loves every other dog. She's very socialized. So she, she, her personal development was really cool. So I guess I was also a good coach for dogs. <laughs> yeah, this picture is uh, one of the targets. And and, she, and <laughs> I posted on Facebook and I said, hey, you can come over. She, the croco is dead, no fear. So maybe you can see it a little bit, this red, yellow points, uh, spots on the crocodile. These are my three arrows there. So oh, she was, she's, che she's, she's checking, she's checking uh, if, if, if the crocodile is dangerous anymore for me or not. 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> so you were good. You're good with your aim. I think so. Yeah, I think that was pretty good. All right, we've got one more picture. How about this? It looks like this is your arrow as well. Yeah, yeah this is, uh, um, I don't know the English word. Uh, we have, a, we, in German, we say Mufflon, is an animal from, from the Alps. You see the Alps. Oh, it was, was a good shot. Yeah, not bad. And now, uh, the, what, on the bow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when, you, when you're there, do you actually see real animals or have they left this area? Well, I think because it's some, especially on the weekends when it's so busy, a lot of people around archery became very, very popular in Austria. I mean, Austria, uh, sorry for the disruption, but I'm a heavy storm here. So Austria is a very small country. I guess we have less than 9 million people, but we have 300 venues all over the small country for archery. So it's very popular here. Uh, and so their families are going, kids with their parents, our youngsters, friends going, our uh, retired people are going for, you know, because it's a, it's a, everybody can do it from, from, from the from small age until, I don't know, in, until your eighties or nineties. So it's a lot of people around and, and that's what, what I really love in the sport. Everybody can do it. So as I said, in the weekends, it's very busy. A lot of people are there. There are no animals in the forest at all. But when I go early in the mornings or late in the evening, before, so uh, on sunrise and before sunset, I can see other animals like deers or rabbits and stuff like that, yes. But Would I don't shoot on them. That, okay, I was going to ask you that. Would you say that this course is the same concept as miniature golf? Have you ever done miniature golf before? Yeah, kind of, a kind of. But it's more walking distance so between the targets. It's a long walking distance for security reason. You know, when you shoot that nobody else is crossing. Uh, so from from one target to another, it's quite sometimes really walking distances through ups and downs depending on the area where you are. Sometimes it's more open, so you can see beautiful the mountains in the back, or yeah, sometimes you're more in a value, or it's more rocky, or or the the forest is is darker. It's it's really it's it's, it's different areas all the time. And, and, and yeah, so sometimes you see animals, especially birds, of course, yes. And, uh, yes, for security reasons, so you, because the arrows, um, I don't have, that's in my garage or my RV. It's really, it's, it's from iron. So, so the peak is from iron. Yeah. So it's, you can kill somebody with that. Yeah, you absolutely kill them. So you have to be very safe and distance. For example, um, there are certain rules. So when, when somebody is at the target and, and getting their, their arrows out, you are waiting like on the golf course, when you see somebody in the green, of course, you don't target the green, you don't shoot on the green, it's the same like golf. Or when somebody's behind the target, you don't, you don't see them because they're looking for some arrows, <laughs> like the guys on the golf course looking for some balls. Uh, then then you, then they leave their the bow in front of the target. So when you see the bow there, you say, okay, you don't shoot because somebody's behind, uh, behind, behind the, the target, behind the wall or somewhere around looking for the arrows and then you just wait. It's, it's kind of the same rules like on the golf course, some of kill security rules. It's important because otherwise you can really hurt somebody or kill somebody. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad that you shared that, that there is a process and safety measures in place. And Roland, for people who are just joining now, we're just sharing about the fact that you are living and working and thriving from your RV in Europe and you've recently taken up archery and you're doing this with your lovely dog. And uh, what would you say are some of the key takeaways that you have from practicing archery 
as uh, a new practice. Looks like we might have lost Roland for the moment. So I will take us to a quick commercial break. So thank you for staying with us and we will be right back. Take a moment. 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 So I've had the privilege of photographing some incredible people over the years. And during each shoot, I've asked the subject to close their eyes and take themselves to a peaceful place just for a few seconds. I've found that this really helps to refresh the energy between the camera and the subject. They had an energy that was quite special and quite different from the rest of the shoot. The collection grew and now it feels the right time to use it for something good. I think it'd be amazing if we could help to raise awareness and involve people in the discussion about mental health. So what we're asking to do is for everyone to upload their own self-portraits. All of these portraits will become part of a massive artwork. I'm really excited to see this project go from hundreds of pictures to thousands of pictures. Essentially uh, an ever-evolving artwork that says we're all in this together. Close your eyes and take a moment. And welcome back to USA Global TV and radio. A huge shout out to our sponsor, Madeline Chan, for that fabulous song, Follow Love. All right, we're getting back to the show, The Mallorca Connection, and joining us from somewhere in his RV, somewhere in Europe, in the middle of a heavy storm, it's Mr. Roland Friedel. Welcome back. 
Hello. Sorry for the for the connection, but it's heavy, heavy storm here. Are you safe? Of course, I, I'm safe. Of course, yeah, yeah. The the, the motorhome is safe. I'm no problem. Perfect. Well, before I guess we... the, the 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 airports are really good. The, the network is a problem, but I'm safe. Yeah. Okay, thank goodness for that. So I was wondering if you can share with our audience uh, who, who are interested in archery, what are some of the key takeaways that you've gained by incorporating this new uh, this new part of your life? Uh, from archery, what I learned from, from takeaway is, um, first of all, try it out. It, it's it's a sport that really everybody can do it. So if some, there's an opportunity close to your home, try it out. It's a lot of fun. Are you, and especially when you are very, very busy, when you're hustling, doing a lot of work, it's a really good opportunity to really come down and center and stay focused because otherwise it's not working. You really have to come down. You really clear your mind. Um, and, and you don't think about anything because you're so focused. Um, you focus on your briefing. You focus on the technique. You focus on the target. Uh, it's for me. It's a very, very good opportunity. Even when you when you shoot in a, in, in in indoor, you know, there are indoor opportunities for archering. Uh, it's good to come down if you can um, practice outside in the nature. Even better, but it's just a good exercise. It's like yoga because it's, it's you have briefing, you have po a kind of posture, you have focused. So I, I can really I highly recommend it. Try it out. It really brings you down. Uh, it's a very, very good. Um, opportunity for for stress rele release and uh, especially when you're uh, different types actually of archery you can different type of uh, bows uh, i did a sand bowing uh, years ago i really loved it uh, i gave it up i don't know for any reason but i really loved it you know focused visualizing the target and you shoot blind on the target and you hit it now i do this because i love nature and i will go maybe end of july during my stay in Austria or in November when I'm in Andalusia in South Spain, I will do archery uh, from a horse. So archery in motion, not standing. So you're riding maybe fast and then you do archery like they did in uh, tribes did it in, the, in Mongolia or in Hungary or in other areas of the world. So that's the next step I'm starting. End of July when I'm in Austria or in Andalusia in winter. Archery from a horse. I'm very looking forward to that. Are we going to see you in, in major films coming up? Or are we going to see you as a stunt double? <laughs> it sounds like you have a whole new career path there. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm not a professional. I'm, I'm not a but it's, it's, You know, for me, it's not about being the best. Always, I, I, this was in my, when I was, when I, I started races and uh, 100 miles races when I did I always try to be the best and when I started playing golf whatever it was I always want to be the best and right now when I'm becoming older as I said uh, this year I'm, I'm September I'm celebrating 29th years anniversary of becoming 30 so I will be 58 it's more about having fun and, and relax you know it's not about uh, competition and stuff like that right? it's really coming down and enjoying what you're doing just for fun, you know? And I, I, actually, I think we, especially in the Western society, we have to learn to do things for fun, you know? Most, especially when you're, uh, especially men and, and even more women too, uh, when you're successful in business in, in your spare time, do things for fun and not for competition. And and, and, and that's always, we also, also teach our children is, uh, uh, do things for fun, not always competitive. You have to be the best in soccer. You have to be the best in tennis. You have to do it for fun. It's so, so important. 
Thank you for sharing that. And of course, since I'm a little older than you, I'm 59, I'll share this. <laughs> I used to be so competitive with myself when it came to working out and I set such high standards and goals for myself. And now that I'm really finding my passion doing what I'm doing here professionally. I'm not that hard on myself as I used to be when it comes to working out. I get a good workout in, but I'm not trying to break any records because it's you have to enjoy what you're doing. Uh, absolutely. I, I tell you one a secret. Uh, I, I was playing guitar when I was young and I was playing in a band. I played with a friend. So I learned classical guitar uh, on the conservatorium in the classical conservatory in my hometown. So really classical guitar music. I, I learned Spanish guitar. Uh, I, I was playing, of course, rock and roll and blues and a band, stuff like that. So I, I spent my whole between 10 and 22, 23 years, I was playing every day, every single day. Sometimes I didn't go to school because I was so so exhausted from the gigs and also the besides effect when you, when you play music. I, mean, we, we, I want to go too deep. So I didn't go to school the next day. But anyway, uh, but what what what. what um, one day I went to a concert, I remember it was Thursday, and I went to a concert, uh, I don't know if you know him, Perele Le Crane, he's a very famous kid that plays, he plays gypsy music, uh, uh, like Chango Ranhats, who was very famous, uh, a French gypsy, who had only three fingers, because he, uh, Chango Ranhats, he couldn't read, you know, he was uh, an alphabet, he couldn't read, he was living in a caravan, and all his gigs, he was very famous, all the gigs he was played in cash, because <laughs> he could see the cash, but he couldn't read a contract, anyway, he was very, very famous, and one day, uh, actually, uh, uh, he was cooking, one of this gas stuff exploded in his, in his, in his caravan, and he lost some fingers, and I guess he was playing with three fingers, it was, he was, he was a latch on, on this, so on the follower of him was Pirelli Lagrain, and I saw a Pirelli Lagrain concert with my best buddy, with my friend, we played together, and I was 23, and Pirelli Lagrain on stage was 22, and he was playing like crazy, and you know what? I made one of my biggest mistakes in my life. I was so upset about myself. I was so frustrated that he was a year younger and plays much better than me. Then I gave up playing guitar. And today, till today, I regret this. I absolutely regret it. So this is my, my advice to everyone. Don't compete with others. Do it just for fun. If you want to become better, just practice. But don't forget the fun. Thank you, Roland. And we're about to have some more fun with our next show coming up, which is your Talking Heads segment. Can you share a little with our audience about that? Uh, yeah, the Talking Heads. Actually, it's it's the second model is control of attention. Oh, you're uh, back. So the, 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 the head attention attention. And we are already at episode 11, 12 of this episode. is. I'm going to talk about how to stay on task because it's so, so important to stay on task. Stay, staying on task means that you focus your attention on the most important processes uh, for an, uh, more, yeah, more important, more effective processes that brings you better uh, or uh, brings a better outcome on your performance, meaning that you're reaching your goals. That that's that's on task. That's the topic for today. Thank you very much, Roland. Uh, I'll let you get over to the other studio, but first give your contact information, if you would, for people who are watching but can't read the banner or they're listening on the radio. Yes, thank you. So helping you out, whenever you want to go, well, the network says, yes, you can contact with me. So when you can go on my website, it's my name, rolandfriedel.com. I will spell it for you. It's R-O-L-A-N-D-F-R-E-D-E-L. 
roland-friedel.com, rolandfriedel.com. This is my main website, meaning from there you can link to when you want something about wireless life rocks, about this lifestyle, whenever you want to start a wireless life, uh, change something in your business, uh, in your in your traveling, whatever, go on wireless life. When you're more business focused, when you're running a big organization, when you run a, a business, when you're executive manager, then you go to Sparta Performance Systems website, for your link there. And when you're interested in the men's group I, I'm, I'm supporting, then you go on Sparring for Men. Yeah, and if you want to learn more about business, join me on the Talking Heads uh, in 17 minutes. And if you're a man, if you're a woman and want to hear what men are talking when they're by themselves, join me tomorrow on Wednesday uh, on the Wild at Heart show. It's an amazing show, a show actually by men, for men, about men. It's called Wild at Heart. And the topic tomorrow is what is masculinity? Interesting topic. Thank you. Thank you very much, Roland. And I'll see you shortly over in the other studio. Thank you. Bye see you now. soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Whether you're watching or listening, we really appreciate you being here. Just a, a few quick announcements. We do have some new shows, and I just want to go through them quickly. We have about 26 shows a week, and we're adding more shows. We're having a special 4th of July promotion. Would you like to be a TV show host or a TV presenter? It can happen. Just reach out to me. Go to usaglobaltv.com, contact us, and we'll see what we can put together. All right, so I'm just going to go through some of our shows quickly. We have Secrets to Timeless Beauty with Katrina Valente, and you can find out the schedule for our shows over on our website, usaglobaltv.com. We also have a brand new show, The Amazing Adventures of Lady Ella, the listening mentor. This show is for children and their parents to teach them how to listen. We have a woman's prerogative. That show is tomorrow. And our topic is it's my body. I have a say. Also, we have the art of creating mental health wealth with Jeanetta Barry and the epiphany process. We have what's trending with Kathy Fulton. We have presenting pet psychic Amina, loving longevity with Annie Bush aging gracefully with humor and this is also with kathy fulton and we have global homes and gardens this is one i do by myself we also have the united kitchens with ricky mckenna and we have adversity to awesome this is another show that i also do by myself we have the power of etiquette and manners with philip sykes and Authentic Achievements with Kim Adele Randall. And I'm starting a new show called Who's Listening Game Show. And this is for people who are certified elevated listeners. And here are today currently our certified elevated listeners. And this is growing all the time. These are people who took the power of listening course and they also took the test and they passed and got certified. This is the course, The Power of Listening. You can actually take this yourself. We're having a special for the 4th of July. It's normally $257 for this two and a half hour course. And it's now 
$49. So I can give you the information for that as well. I'll put up the banner. So that's what I wanted to share with you. And I also want to share a clip, a brand new clip that we have for a new course. So in case you're thinking, I don't understand what's with these courses. Well, in addition to being the president and founder of USA Global TV and Radio, I am also a certified life and career coach, certified meditation coach, and I'm a certified yoga instructor. And I teach people to listen at an elevated level. And I am known as the listening mentor. So I have teamed up with Madeline Chan. You saw her video, Follow Love. She's an international award-winning singer, songwriter, producer, and author. And she is in London. We have co-written a song together called What Was I Thinking Back Then that will be released as a new single. And we are also doing these listening courses together. So we created this new course. Actually, Madeline came up with all the content that you're going to see, and I facilitated it and produced it for her. So let's take a look at this clip about what to expect when you sign up for The Power of Listening in and through nature. Take a look. Hello and welcome to a new course created by Madeline Chan. This is the latest in our series of courses for the power of listening. This course title is The Power of Listening in and Through Nature. And Madeline Chan and I will guide you on a journey to take you back to get in touch with nature. Now, this is not like any course you've taken before. You will actually be required to bring a few items to this course and you will create a sacred shrine in addition to learning how to communicate and be one with your plant. So let's talk about the materials that you need. You need a plant pot, seeds, soil, and some water. And for the shrine, and Madeline will go into more details. This is not a religious shrine. You want to collect items that are small, that have meaning to you. So we definitely suggest you bring some crystals, you bring some shells, some rocks, maybe a, a few personal items. The key takeaways are several. So you will actually feel that uplifting sense of connecting with your plants and also connecting with the energy that you are creating by building your shrine. There is a meditation that you'll be able to participate in, http colon forward slash forward slash drjacqueline.thinkific. Thank you so much. We look forward to seeing you there. Let's welcome internationally award-winning singer, songwriter, author, producer, vocal coach, and a woman who has an incredible heart. She lifts up everyone with her positive energy and her high vibrations, and I've learned so much from her. Thank you, Dr. Jacqueline. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Um, it grounds us. It makes us feel really relaxed. And also, we're going to look at shrines. This is our inner child essence. Building shrines 
um, makes you come away from the outer world and go into a magical world, your own fantasy world, and you can have shells on there, crystals if you're into crystals, rocks. You can have feathers. Feathers is representation of angels, little baby feathers, long feathers, long peacock feathers. Um, you can have anything, anything that makes your heart sing. This is your time with Mother Nature. And also what we're going to do is um, do a lovely meditation at the end so that we can um, connect with the Earth's crystalline energies and connect our heart, our authentic, true, sacred heart, our state of perfection and connect and uplift and open out our hearts and connect to Mother Earth's healing energies. So join us. Join us, join myself and Dr. Jacqueline for listening through plants where we're building shrines and we're going to connect with plants by planting the plant, feeling the plant, respecting and loving the plant and nature. Thank you. There you have it. I put that video together last night, it took several hours. Yes, and I'm excited to offer this course to you. You can take it anytime you want at your leisure. Just go over to Dr. Jacqueline, D-R-J-A-C-A-L-Y-N dot thinkific.com. All right, that's all we have for our show now. I'm going to go over to the other studio and produce Roland's Talking Head series. If you're watching on our YouTube channel now or later, please hit subscribe. What I found is on the YouTube channel, which is one of the places we stream, it's 90 some percent every month, 90 some percent male, men 45 to 54. Ladies, where are you? Are you on the YouTube channel? Click subscribe. We want each and every one of you to be counted. All right. Thanks again. We'll be back shortly.